Hi, this is Andy. I have a special offer for loyal listeners of Accelerate. It's a no-obligation, free trial of my zero-time selling interactive online training. Now, I've worked with thousands of sales reps to teach them how to use my zero-time selling to boost their productivity and transform the results. And so if you want to learn the same proven strategies to help you open more doors, have more effective sales conversations with prospects, and close more orders, then my zero-time selling interactive training system is a fit for you. It's incredibly simple to start. Just take out your smartphone and text the word TRUST, that's T-R-U-S-T, to 96000. Now, do you have your phone ready? Send a text to 96000. That's a nine and a six followed by three zeros. Now, enter the single word message TRUST and hit send, and you hear right back from me with instructions on how to sign up for your free trial on my zero-time selling interactive training. I look forward to seeing you there. It's time to accelerate. Hi, I'm your host, Andy Paul. Join me as I host conversations with the leading experts in sales, marketing, sales automation, sales process, leadership, management, training, coaching, any resource that I believe to help you accelerate the growth of your sales, your business, and most importantly, you. Hello, I'm super excited to talk with my guest today. Joining me is John Golden, Chief Sales Officer for Pipeliner, a visual CRM system. And CRM systems are indispensable tools for companies of all sizes. Every company needs one. But does every company need the same CRM system, which sort of seems to be some of the assumptions today? And on top of that, what are CRM systems really good at? I mean, how should they be used? Are they productivity tools or just a database to track sales activities? And really, how do they help transform the performance of a sales team? And John's going to help us sort that out. John, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks, Andy. Thank you for having me. So take a minute, introduce yourself to the audience. You know, how'd you get started in sales? Um, yeah, so, um, you know, I've been, I've had a long and kind of varied career. Um, but, um, you know, I worked at some, I worked at some startups uh, where I was not just sales, but uh, sales, marketing and everything else uh, to boot. Um, and then I was fortunate enough um, a few years back to actually take over as CEO of Huthwaite, which is one of the world's um, leading sales consultancies um, based around the work of Neil Rackham and Spin Selling. Mm -hmm. So I was very much immersed in selling as we worked with um, uh, Fortune 500 companies, actually companies large and small across the globe, really teaching them how to sell effectively and how to increase their, their sales performance. And you went from you know, much larger entity back to a very entrepreneurial startup mode with, with Pipeliner. Yes, exactly. So I, I came back to um, uh, Pipeliner, a CRM, where I was, just, um, I was just really interested for once in being involved in a software system that could really bring alive all of the kind of skills and behaviors and reinforce the things that we had always um, talked about around sales. And I'd always found that CRM systems really didn't um, accommodate this in any way or, or not easily. And so what attracted me to um, Pipeliner CRM was that it was built from a salesperson's point of view um, to make it easy for them to use, easy for them to adopt, and really um, was delivered with their kind of reality in mind. So that's what attracted me to the, the software side of the table. Okay, well, I want to get back to some of those points about Pipeliner in just a second, but sort of start a little more globally is, is why does every company need a CRM system? 
Well, I think it has to do with, uh, th there's an old saying, and I think it comes, and actually I, I know it comes from Alice in Wonderland, and it's it's that where I think it's the rabbit says, um, if you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. Right. Right. And I think that's the essence of why a CRM is important, because for me, it's an organization, an organizing framework for a sales organization where you can define a sales process and then really start to bring a kind of consistency and uniformity to how you approach um, how you approach selling. You know, and obviously, then it um, it is somewhere where you can store all your contact and account information. But for me, the most important thing about it is that it is this organizing framework and allows you to bring a level of consistency. Because, you know, as, as we know, uh, Andy, um, sales traditionally, we've kind of celebrated the maverick and the kind of do it, you know, whatever way you do it is fine as long as you bring in the results. Right. And and we know that over time, I mean, that really leads to chaos and a lot of problems down the road, especially if um, especially if you have people selling kind of what you don't have or, or over promising or selling in a particular way that suddenly, yeah, you get the sale, but then you have all these implementation and delivery nightmares later on. Um, or you're at the end, you know, you're trying to um, placate the placate your new customer because they thought they were getting one thing and they got another. Um, so I think it it really is something that helps to bring sort of a consistency, more of a measured and more of a deliberate um, approach to selling, which is I know things like that what you talk about and um, you know what I very much believe in. So I really think it's something that reinforces that. Yeah, well, I think that. You know, point maybe you didn't address you know precisely in that that answer was that, gosh, for a lot of salespeople, is they are lost without the process, right? I mean, yeah. yes. the the guys that hey, just go make your numbers and yeah, you know, I don't care what you do, that's sort of an elite layer of the the sales team that maybe can do that. And if you give that latitude and that freedom to a good portion of your sales team, yeah, you're just gonna have chaos. You're not gonna get anything out of it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, I mean, I've seen it myself and I'm sure you have. I mean, you've seen salespeople and they're like, you know, they're working in a spreadsheet and then they have their own way of doing this. And 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 that's just not sustainable. Um, even in a small sales group and small company, that, that, that's just not sustainable because um, I think the velocity of business has increased. I think um, the the buyer, um, you know, they're more sophisticated buyers, so you can't have this haphazard approach to them. They expect you to be organized. They expect you to be educated about them. They expect you to have done your homework and your research, and you can't really do that unless you have an organ, you know, you have some way of organizing all that and keeping all that kind of, um, as I said, cohesive and and you know easily accessible because otherwise you just you know, the buyers aren't going to tolerate somebody who, who's disorganized. Right. So as a great as an organizing tool, fantastic. Now there's been this explosion, obviously, of, of sales tools coming out in the market mm -hmm. that really some lay on top of CRM, some claim maybe even to be able to replace some of the functionality of what traditionally people sort of perceive CRM to do. Yeah. How, how do they fit? I mean, are, is CRM in danger of being replaced by, you know, some of these tools that are coming out that that uh, you know sales engagement sales enablement tools um i don't think so because i think one of the if, one of the things that i think a lot of the tool uh, the tool vendors miss is that there's lots and lots of these tools being produced and some of them are, are neat tools and they're you know they do nice you know they're point solutions and they do nice um you know specific um things 
But a lot of these vendors, they come out and they produce a tool and they say, oh, well, you know, this is going to be great. It's only $15 per user per month. And what they really overlook is that in most organizations, you know, you're with you have a limited budget for your salespeople. And, you know, you're already paying probably, you know, you're paying for their hardware and then you're paying for probably their Microsoft Office products or, you know, or Google, whatever you're using today. And then you're, you know, you're paying for a CRM. You're probably paying for some research tools like, you know, Hoover's or something like mm -hmm. that. So, mm -hmm. so a lot of the budget's already taken up. And, and that's why I think some of the flaw is that um, there's only and there's only so many tools a salesperson can use at a time. And I think at the end of the day that if your salespeople are following a sales process, they are keeping their contact and account information up to date. They're really understanding their they're understanding their account. They're understanding the business issues and they're capturing them somewhere and they're following a sales process. That's a pretty good foundation. And I think for most sales organization, that's a lot. You know, getting getting to that point is a lot. I think a lot of these other tools, while they're great and everything, I think it's almost like um, they can become distractions. You know, it's almost like, you know, golfers going out and, you know, buying um, the latest and greatest, you know, driver that's supposed to get you an extra couple of yards. But if you don't know how to swing the club properly, it really doesn't make any difference. Right. So your thought is that perhaps it's just in some cases, maybe just one thing too many for yeah. salespeople in terms of yeah. keeping them focused on the job at hand. Exactly. So in this marketplace in CRM, there's this 800 pound gorilla that everybody knows about that has a giant share of the market. You know, how do you position Pipeliner in terms of what it does that's different than what the big guy does? Yeah. Um, well, I, I think for one, uh, you know, let, let's um, let's credit where credit's due. Um, when the 800-pound gorilla, and when they weren't an 800-pound gorilla, when they first came on on the scene, um, it you know it was a good it was a good technology at the time. Um, but that's a that's quite a long time ago, and I think the architecture there has not changed um, significantly over the years. And I have used that I have used that particular platform on a number of occasions, a number of companies, and it's all it and it. It's always been a frustrating experience, and I think the reason why, and I think this is true of a lot of CRM vendors, is that it was never built with the salesperson in mind. It was built from a command and control perspective. Mm -hmm. So it was built with, it was built with. Wouldn't it be great for you, Mister Executive, or you, Mister CFO, or you, you know, Mister Mister Chief Sales Officer, if you could get all of these reports and all of this data, and you could really analyze what was going on with your with your sales organization, et cetera. And, 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 you know, people were sold on that idea. The flaw in the, you know, the, the person missing from that equation was the poor salesperson who then got, who then got burdened with the data import and saw no value in return for them. And I think that's the, that's the key fundamental weakness of, of that particular technology and a lot of other CRM systems is that there is not really a what's in it for me for the salesperson. And at the end of the day, if you don't deliver the, the what's in it for me for the salesperson, your goal is going to struggle with adoption. You're going to struggle with data integrity. You're going to struggle with all of these things because um, compliance is always going to be an issue and you're either going to be carrot or sticking or whatever it is, or cajoling your salespeople to, to fill in the data, or you're going to be hiring people to do it on their behalf, which I've seen in the past, mm -hmm. but it's never, it's never going to be something that um, becomes a, a tool that the salespeople really believe helps them sell. But it seems like 
you know, undoubtedly you want to have a tool salespeople use and adopt, but it, the commitment to using it and using a CRM system appropriately really starts at the top at management, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, no, I, I, I absolutely agree with you. And I think that's another place where a lot of um, CRM uh, rollouts fall down because if you're not disciplined as a sales manager, or as a sales leader, and you're not going into the system and you're not, say, doing your um, pipeline reviews in the system, and if you're not coaching in the system, and if you're not um, you know, using the system on a, on a daily basis yourself. Well, as you know, Andy, salespeople take their cues from their leaders, right, from mm -hmm. their managers. And if they see that the managers aren't using it and they're not, um, you know, then they're going to say, OK, this is just another of those um, initiative du jour and I can wait this one out and it'll go away like all those other initiatives. So, so what, I 100% agree with you. So what does Pipeliner offer the manager to keep them engaged well, and to use the tool to you know, do a review, as you said, a review in the system to to take advantage of the data that's been put in there. Yeah, well, what, what Pipeliner really has focused on is providing instant visual insights for a manager so they can look at the pipeline, for instance, and immediately see the health of the pipeline. They can click a button and then see the velocity, they can see whether um, uh, deals are stalled or whether they're moving appropriately. They can see um, the, the size of deals, whether there's a good balance in it. Um, what we're bringing out at the beginning of next month is actually Pipeliner Performance Insights, where you will have visual KPIs and you can see at a glance from an organization level, a territory level, a region, a team, right down to individuals, how people are performing, you know, their their opportunities, their win-loss rates, um, uh, uh, the value of their opportunities, the value of their wins, the value of their losses, all of that. So we really provide instant insights that can be cap that that a manager can see and then they can capture in a in an instant report if they like and then do a follow-up you know coaching with that um, salesperson that sales team or that region so we're all about providing um, instant usable data to a sales manager so he can uh, effectively manage uh, manage his sales organization manage his pipeline and really get to the heart of of um, you know what's going on, you know both positively and negatively, and use that to make intelligent decisions. So we're all about helping keep the the manager focused, and provide them with the information instantly so they can act. Right. So at the risk of using a cliche, it's mm -hmm. it's it's a dashboard, but it's a more visual dashboard, and maybe. Is it something yeah. that's more readily available as part of the standard part of the product? Because a lot of times in CRM systems, those dashboards have to be customized pretty heavily. Yeah, no, it's 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 dynamic. It's part of it, and uh, and I guess that's a unique uh, a unique thing that we do is that everything, all of the features in our system, whether it's dashboards, whether it's uh, buying centers and org charts and all those other things, and even the the performance insights we'll be bringing out. Other systems would have, you know, tiered pricing, or you would even have to go out to a third party and get some of these. We we provide all of these at the same price. You don't pay any more. You get everything, all the features. So if a CEO, an entrepreneur, business owner, or sales manager is looking at making the decision either to switch from an existing solution or to acquire a new CRM system, what are the criteria they should be using to make that selection? Well, I think I think there's a I think there's a number of criteria that they should be looking at. Um, I do. I mean, I would go back to I do think that 
um, usability, ease of use, intuitiveness, um, and how it delivers, um, how it delivers uh, a what's in it for me for the salespeople. I think that's critically important because otherwise you're going to be fighting a battle and it doesn't matter how um, how disciplined your organization is, you will fight a battle if the salespeople don't see that. So I think that's a critical part of it. Um, and the question there is, how do they evaluate that, right? If you're a, a manager, how do they evaluate that this is something that's more usable for the salespeople versus some alternative solution? Yeah, I would always, I would always um, recommend that they have some of their salespeople evaluate, evaluate it. So don't just evaluate it from a manager point of view, which is a, that's a great point you raise, Andy, actually, because I think that's a mistake people often make in evaluation is that the managers evaluate it and they go, oh, this is cool. Look at all the things I get. Um, and they forget to have some of the salespeople who are going to be using it evaluated. So I would absolutely encourage them to have some of the salespeople evaluated as well, and and then the and then the managers evaluated. So if they get the they get both sides of of the coin. Um, and then I would also another criteria I would also look at. You know what is what is the ease of extracting data from it or or generating dashboard and reports and actually seeing insights i mean how much do you how much work do you need to do for instance do you need to hire a an administrator and get them certified and trained by the vendor in order for them to be able to provide you with with um, usable reports i mean because that's another fundamental of pipeliner is that we make it so you don't need a full-time administrator mm -hmm. you don't it's it's um you can learn it yourself it's it's all self-service and um We've made it simple that way so that um, it, it's not complex. So that's another thing I would say, look at the total cost of ownership, um, because it, not only are you going to pay your, you know, your per user, you know, um, license fee, but in many systems, you're going to have to think about, do I need to hire extra people? You know, am I going to need custom work done by outside or consultant programmers, et cetera, all of that. I think those are all important criteria about really calculating the total cost of ownership of the system as well. Okay, great. Well, we're going to take a short break, but before we go on the break, I have a hypothetical scenario to pose to you, and you're going to okay. think about it during the break. We'll come back, get your answer after. Excellent. So you're the new sales manager brought into a company whose sales have stalled and stagnated, and management really wants to turn things around pretty quickly. So you've got yeah, a week really to show that you can make an impact. So what are the two things you'd do in that first week that would have the biggest impact? So we'll come back and talk about that yeah. after the break. Stay with us. Talking to John Golden, Chief Sales Officer for Pipeliner CRM. He's going to be back with us after the break. Hi, this is Andy. Connect and Sell is used by sales reps at nearly a thousand companies, including hundreds of technology startups and several Fortune 500 companies, to overcome the challenges of getting prospects on the phone. Companies using Connect and Sell grow their revenues faster by enabling their sales reps to have more sales conversations in 90 minutes than they could otherwise achieve in an entire week. Connect and Sell can be deployed directly to your sales reps, or you can take advantage of their outbound on-demand service, which delivers qualified prospect meetings scheduled directly on your sales reps' calendars. Visit connectandsell.com to learn more about how Connect and Sell can start filling your pipeline today. Welcome back. My guest today is John Golden of Pipeliner CRM. So, John, let's get into that hypothetical scenario I posed before the break. New sales manager, companies, sales have stalled, stagnated, under pressure to make an impact in a hurry. What are the two things you do in the first week that could have the biggest impact? Yeah, well, I think one of the first things I would do is go look at your go look at the current customer base and see um, are there opportunities um, 
other opportunities with existing comp uh, with our existing customers to actually increase our our, our wallet share there. I think that's something that's often heavily overlooked because we're always in a rush for new business. Um, so that's one of the first things I would do is go and examine, is there actually money sitting on the table at our current customers that we could quickly actually um, take advantage of? Mm -hmm. um, and the second thing um, I would also do is I would go and look at the, I would look at the pipeline and I would go back to the early part of the pipeline and I would look at, are we stuffing the pipeline with lots and lots of opportunities that we have less than an, less than a um, a reasonable chance of winning? And I would actually clear out a lot of the junk from the pipeline, and I would really focus our energies in on those opportunities, and and maybe even over resource those opportunities that we have a better than average chance of winning. So I think those two things. I would go back to. I would look at current customers, mm -hmm. um, and I would then look at the early stage, and I would clear the pipeline, and I would really focus and over resource those opportunities that we have a greater than average chance of winning. And I think those two things would have um, a pretty quick impact. Yeah, a good answer. I mean, especially the second one is, you know, salespeople rely on prospects as sort of a security blanket, right? Yeah, so yeah. the more I have, the, yeah, the more exactly. secure I feel, even if they're no good. Yeah, back at Healthway, we, um, I coined a phrase, um, we did a white paper and we called it the feel-good funnel. Right. It's like when you look at your funnel and you see, you know, things are rough today, maybe the end of your funnel, you know, you're not closing enough, but you look back at the beginning and you say, things are tough today. But in about three months, they're going to be great because look at all that stuff at the beginning of the funnel. And of course, three months down the road, you're having exa you're that saying same exactly conversation the same conversation again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How many times have we seen that happen? So, so who's the target market for the Pipeliner CRM product? What's the profile of a typical customer? Yeah, well, right now we're really focused on the small to mid market segment. Um, so we're, we're anywhere from... Um, you know, five users up to, you know, several hundred users, um, depending um, on the type of business. But the, we're in the small to mid market segment right now. Uh, we're really cross, uh, you know, cross industries, though we do particularly well in manufacturing, financial services, um, um, IT, those sort of um, segments as well. But that's really our target, our target. Mm -hmm customer right now because we can get people because number one we're, we're extremely cost effective um, as you know we're only 35 dollars per user per month and that gets you everything um, also the onboarding is very fast can be done in a matter of days um, data import is quick we can train you and get you up to speed very fast in the system so we're all about like getting getting customers on board and getting them using and getting getting them using the system quickly and then getting their roi fast and and I think it's also it's it's a good market segment for us right now because um, oftentimes you know some you know small and mid market businesses sometimes they're they you know they don't really understand how to put proper sales processes together so our system helps them with that mm -hmm. um, and so we can bring a lot of added value which is why we as you know we invest a lot of time in content and ebooks and and other um, uh, materials to actually help our, our customers you know improve improve how they approach sales so how does somebody a small mid cap company mid market company how do they evaluate the ROI on their investment in a, in a CRM system? Yeah, I mean, I think there's I think there's a number of ways that they can do that. Um, but I think uh, I think the best way for them to do that is to start 
um, looking start uh, with a number of metrics. I think from once they uh, deploy a CRM system, I think they should look at uh, management metrics in terms of are they are they moving things through the pipeline at a better speed and are they bringing you know more into the pipeline better qualified so i think looking at your pipeline metrics is a good way of seeing whether the system um is having an impact um and then over time obviously i think um you know win rates and success rates um i think they're another good metric to look at because for me at the end of the day if the CRM system isn't help isn't helping with efficiency and isn't helping with um, velocity uh, and getting things through the sales cycle faster, getting better qualified opportunities in, managing those opportunities better. So if you're not seeing increases in that, then I would question the the value of the system you're using. Well, you bring the term up velocity, right? And as you know from from my writing and my books, you know, time, yeah. I'm all about time. Yep. Is how is what are the things specifically in pipeline are they helping this this issue of efficiency which leads to greater velocity of the prospect through your pipeline well one of the things that we've introduced um recently i think in the last release was we we put the ability to not only for you to con- configure a sales process right so you can configure your sales process with you know six stages or whatever it is um, that's applicable to your business but within those stages we have provided the ability to put in um, sales actions. So, um, you know, for you to define um, it required information that you need to get from a, a buyer in order to move an opportunity forward. Mm-hmm. Plus, we've also put in sales activities. So checklists, which and, and you can make some of these required is where activities that a salesperson has to complete before they move an opportunity forward. So really bringing that a granular level of of consistency and predictability to each stage of the process. So taking the guesswork out of it, mm-hmm. because as you, as you know, one of the biggest struggles you have with a pipeline or a sales process in a CRM is that if you leave it too much to the discretion of the salesperson, I'll interpret an opportunity one way and you'll interpret a similar opportunity another way. So you'll have it in stage three and I'll have it in stage two. When reality, maybe they both should be in stage two or they both should be in stage three. So um, we by creating this, um, by creating the ability to really define what are the things you need to do in each stage brings that greater level of predictability to it. And as such, it means that opportunities are better qualified and they move at the right time into the next stage. So you start to get some consistency and predictability there. We also provide the opportunity for you to put um, um, uh, to put a, a day uh, a day range for how long an opportunity should typically sit in a particular stage. And then you can see visually which opportunities are actually on target or fine or which opportunities are now overdue. And uh, and therefore the overdue ones you can you know cert- you can make those kind of targeted interventions and say to the salesperson okay what's going on with this opportunity why has it sat in stage three for 15 days longer than the time allotted for this stage you know what's going on is that legitimate or is this now an opportunity that either needs to move out of the pipeline or needs to go back to the the stage before or whatever so those I really think those things help. With, um, with with getting your velocity on track because you're really managing each stage in, in a very kind of hands-on and granular way. Okay, one, well, one last question about CRM before we move on to the last segment of the show. 
we touched on this earlier, you know, sales sales rep compliance with you know entering the mm -hmm. data. You know, what are everybody struggles with that. So what what's yeah. the best practice these days that you're seeing with your customers in terms of you know increasing the compliance, making sure that the data being entered is the complete data, it's the data the customer you know the company needs, and mm -hmm. you know having sales reps participate in the process. I understand it's you know what's in it for them, but even at the end of the day, they still have to do this. Yeah, well, I think I think one of the one of the biggest ones, to be perfectly honest, and that's why we have a ours is an online offline um, CRM, so that if you're not connected to the internet, you you can still work in the CRM, which you can't with the. So we're a hybrid cloud model. Um, if you're a full um, cloud-based CRM, you know if you've no access to the internet, you know you've no access to your system. Um, and the reason why that's important is I've always been a firm believer, like salespeople will go to go to sales meetings or they'll do sales calls and they'll take notes. Right. They'll, at least they should. If they're not taking notes, well, then that's a that's a completely different issue. Yeah, that's a different issue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but they'll take notes. So if you can if you can get them into the habit of taking notes directly into the system and if you and thankfully with our system being being um, available online as well as offline, it means that they can sit in a say they can sit in a meeting with a with a prospect and they can actually enter enter the notes and enter the details into the system at the point at the point of um, uh, of uh, of contact mm -hmm. and I think that for me that's a huge thing because as you know salespeople if they scribble a load of notes in a notebook, and uh, they come to their CRM maybe a day or two later uh, and they start to put in, you know, they get lazy. They'll put in stuff. They'll also, you know, put in some of the details. They'll maybe have forgotten some of it. They won't have noted it down. And I think worse, they'll start to interpret what happened. And there, and I think that leads to issues where suddenly, you know, maybe you get a, 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 an opportunity that has some great notes in it and looks really good, but it's actually... A, a kind of overly optimistic interpretation that was um, that was entered with two or three days hindsight. Right. Yeah. Editorial. Yeah. So I really do think being able to use the system all the time and being able to use the system while you're up, while you're talking with prospects and work in the system is the critical is the critical point. Oh, great. Good answer. OK, well, we're moving to the last segment of the show. I have some rapid fire questions for you. You can give me one word answers or you can elaborate depending on how you, you choose to answer, but it's up to you. You ready? Yep. Okay. First, what's the most powerful sales tool in your arsenal? Listening. Name one tool you use for sales or sales management that you can't live without. Well, I'd have to say Python. <laughs> oh, good man. Good man. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your sales role model? Um, it would have to be Neil Rackham because I, I was lucky, fortunate enough um, when I ran Hathwaite, um, you know, to spend time with him and actually have brainstorming sessions with him out in his uh, writing cabin in, in, in the western part of Virginia. And his just his whole, you know, the whole way that he thinks and, and you know, thinks about selling and mm -hmm. uh, you know, his intellect. So it'd, it'd have to be Neil. OK, so let me ask this question. Maybe maybe you'll surprise me with this one. What's the one book that every salesperson should read? Um, I would, I, again, I mean, I, I don't understand, um, you know, but it would have to be spin selling. I just believe because, um, you know, even though it's, it's whatever, how many years old now it is 35 years mm -hmm. old, I think, 
and I just and the reason I, I say it and and I'm and there's lots of other books that that say the same thing. It's just the one that you know I'm I'm closest associated with. Um, you know, having worked with that is is the idea of asking good questions and listening to answers. And that's why I just think that is if there's one thing that you could that any rookie salesperson, whenever they ask me, you know, some people email me through LinkedIn and say, what advice would you give me? And I always say, um, you know, whatever books you read, whatever you do is ask good questions, but more importantly, listen to the answers. OK, you just preempted all my next question. So uh what's your favorite music to listen to to psych yourself up for a sales call um um i grew up on um on punk and new wave and alternative music so um it would be something probably quite raucous and loud um you know so something from it could be anything from the clash the uk subs mm -hmm. anything like that. yeah very good love love the clash so what's the first sales activity you do every day um, first sales activity every day is to look at, um, is really to look at your calendar and organize yourself. Okay. So last question, and maybe you answered this already, but ask it anyway. The one question you get asked most frequently by salespeople is? Uh, oh, the, yeah, I would actually say the most frequent question is, um, what's the easiest way to prospect? Right. And the answer is? There's no easy way. <laughs> There's no easy way to exactly. <laughs> uh, yes, the loaded question. So, well, good. Well, John, I want to thank you. Uh, this today, our guest has been John Golden, Chief Sales Officer of Pipeliner, the Visual CRM. Uh, John, please tell folks how they can find out more about Pipeliner. Yeah, you can go to www.pipelinersales.com, uh, and there, there you'll find all the information. We have a we have a really good blog. We have a library of free eBooks that you feel free to download. Um, they're all they're all focused around sales. Um, so www.pipelinersales.com, and um, yeah, thank you, Andy. This has been fun. Good questions. Oh, great. Well, I'm glad you yeah, enjoyed you, it. You, you stumped me on a couple. <laughs> So everybody remember, make it a part of your day every day to deliberately learn something new to help you amp up your business. And subscribing to this podcast on iTunes is an easy way to do that. And make sure that you don't miss any of our conversations with top sales experts like our guest today, John Golden, who share their experience and expertise about how to accelerate the growth of your business. So thank, thanks for joining us. And until next time, this is Andy Paul. Good selling, everyone. Thanks for listening to the show. If you like what you heard and want to make sure you don't miss any upcoming episodes, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher.com. For more information about today's guest, visit my website at andypaul.com. <laughs>